That's the podcast coach for October 6, 2018. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music. It is Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I am Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com and keeping the lovely Jim Cullison's chair warm this week is one of my favorite people on the planet. You know him from She Podcast. You know him from HateToWait.com. And you should know him from AudioEditingSolutions.com. The one and only John Buchanan. How's it going, buddy? Wow. I, I got goosebumps for that introduction. <laughs> I actually have goosebumps. That's no lie. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dave. It's it's a bucket list item to be here. It's uh well you're you the thing I love about uh about John is uh I especially we got to hang out at Podcast Mid Atlantic is is you have opinions. You know, I was mm-hmm. I thought about that. I'm like, I gotta find somebody who's who's able to talk and and you work a lot with podcasters at audio editing solutions. You know a lot of podcasters. Um you are uh do you get to, are you still in the She Podcast Facebook group? Or I know at one point we were both in there. Well, we got, I got booted out with you okay. because we stand to pee. <laughs> so we can't, we can't be in there, but I'm in the super special group. Yes. Yeah, so for, am I. Yes. I'm there, but the real group, we're not allowed in. Jessica let a guy in one time by accident because I don't know, his name might've been Heather or Hunter or something. And the guy immediately went in there and started mansplaining and they booted him out. Like, <laughs> like, dude, you had a chance. You could have represented us all. <laughs> just prove their point. I'm always tempted. Like, does Facebook let you make, like, can I be Heather Jackson or something? Or, you know, I'm a- I used to be able to not now after that whole debacle with the election and everything, they really clamped down. You're not even allowed to use nicknames. Oh. Like if, they, if you had a nickname, they come after you. So yes, it's very serious now. Well, if, if you have a question, uh, you can go to ask the podcast slash join and actually pop right in here. And if you're like, Ooh, I don't want to pop in right now. I'm in my jammies. Um, you can go over to ask the podcast slash live. And we have, uh, we have quite a few people hanging out today and, uh, you can ask your question over there. But, um, I did find something this morning have you ever saved a post in Facebook? Like you come across something and you're like, oh, I should save this. Accidentally, I think I have, but I don't know where they go. That's what I was like this morning. I was like, okay, I just saved it because I, I wanted to refer to something. And I'm like, okay, I saved it. We're, I found out if you go to facebook.com slash save, you can see all of your stuff. Now, what's weird is I couldn't find a link to that in my profile or anything. It just... I just happened to, I saved something else and it said, oh, you've saved like two things this week. Click here to see them. And I went and I'm like, oh, okay, I did that. And and there it was. Uh, so if you ever are looking for something and you're like, hey, wait, where where did that go to again? Uh, and I'm going to double check here just to make sure I'm not lying. Because there was some fun stuff happening. You know what? I lied apparently because I went to save facebook.com slash, is it save duh? Save duh, not save, save S A V E D. And uh, I thought that was uh, kind of interesting. But the one thing, and I will talk about this a post about, and this is the question of the month, by the way, at the School of Podcasting is Have you ever discovered 
and listen to a new podcast because of some sort of little video with the little squiggly lines. What is the official? Do we have an official term for that? Audiogram? An audiogram. Have you ever discovered something because of an audiogram? And what's interesting is I saved the Facebook post and it won't take me to the saved book, the saved Facebook post. It will only take me to the post that was that the Facebook post was talking about, which is kind of odd. I'm like, oh, I want to go back to the actual discussion in Facebook. And instead, it's taking me over to podcastinginsights.com, which I can go ahead and throw in the chat room. But the interesting thing is, I'll go ahead and say what it was talking about, is a pod fader. Um, Jay Soderberg basically said, hey, that's because they said, hey, you can get five times the listens with an audiogram. And so Jay, being a podcaster, kind of went, wow, that's kind of a a bold statement. Like, how are you proving that? And that kind of went, well, that's why it says up to five times. And there are so yeah. And there are so many things that can play with, you know, how you get downloads. And so basically they kind of, and, and Jay politely said, oh, so this is just basically, I, I'm paraphrasing, marketing crap. Because, and so, uh, have you ever, I see them all the time and I will. I click on them. I click on them because I want to, I, I guess I click on them for information. I want to see how they sound. What are they actually what did they pull? Would it make me go there? But I love listening to new podcasts. So if someone says, hey, I have a new podcast and I want you to check it out, I will go listen to their latest episode. And I will I kind of do my own uh, personal uh, podcast rodeo show to see how long I can hang in there. Uh, I've also found really good podcasts by doing that. So, I mean, it's not a bad idea. And I like the idea that you can hear the voices and listen to a little bit of the content before you go over. So I like the idea. I know a lot of people that do use them on, on a, you know, they, you can, they do it on Twitter, Facebook, and I think Instagram, you can actually use them too. Yeah. Most of them, I know wave and headliner, they give you the ability to send this to your phone where you then save it to your videos or whatever. And from there you can then send it to Instagram. So, cause Instagram doesn't let you post from anything, but Instagram and you can't, do it from Instagram on your desktop. It's got to be from your phone. And so I did find finally a way to, uh, to share my, I found the post. If you're in Facebook, you have to click on whatever the person's name is that does that. So she says, yeah, that's what's the good old up to five times in the title. Therefore it depends on so many factors. I can't promise that people will listen because I can't control if your content is quality. That's a polite way of saying, I don't know if you suck or not. Um, if your art is bomb, if you're sharing the way you should, what I can say is if you're crushing on all aspects, then these items in the art in the article should all heavily increase the traffic and their stats to back it. To which I go, wait, if your show's good, then we can show where you're going to get more traffic. To which I still say, well, it, how do you track it back to, you know, the audiogram? And that's what Jay says. But your stats are meaningless. They're empty. So I love the fact that he kind of held back on that. Um, you have some success stories to tell, but don't count your non-success stories and point to the other factors why it failed. So it's an empty marketing claim. So I thought that was, uh, it's always fun kind of seeing people just politely, 
<laughs> That's true. I'm not that polite when I say stuff like that. I I'm very direct. I don't know wh- why that is, but I'm I'm very direct when I when I ask people questions like that. And the other thing was when you read the response, there was like so many markety words in her response. If you're already crushing it, you know, all those words that they use right. for that. To me, I think a lot of times we as podcasters, we market to the same people all the time. It's okay, we've we've hit these people. How do we get to the people that we we don't know? Because everybody we follow, so I guess that's where like all the the hashtag pattern family where other podcasters see your stuff and then they they share it to their audience. And then then at that point, then maybe somebody will look click on it and come over. But again, that's the part that's the hardest part about podcasting is getting someone to press play. Yeah, what's interesting for me is with audiograms. I'm usually seeing somebody that I'm already listening to. Like if they're posting that to their social, well, I'm probably following you on social because I listen to your podcast. So it's, it's just like a cool, fun way to let me know there's a new episode out there. So that'll be interesting. So yeah, if you, if you have an opinion, it's an easy yes or no question. Have you ever discovered a new podcast by listening to an audiogram? Uh, just go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. And I need that answer by the 26th of October, 2017. So the, uh, the other thing we should probably talk a smidge about is this is from, oh, this is going to be fun. It's fun listening to, to Dave butcher names. Uh, Sofkat, mm-hmm. Hagarki, close enough. We're just going to call him softy. Um, he or she, good morning. Uh, this is a podcast launch question. I'm starting a new podcast called Secret Dinosaur Cult, which to me sounds like a great name for a band as well. Um, and we're about to upload it to iTunes. In terms of author name, I'm not sure what to put. Do I put Secret Dinosaur Cult or both our names, Sophie Hagen and Jody Mitchell, which is interesting because that's not the name in, in Facebook where I copied this from, or Sophie Hagen and then the ampersand Jody Mitchell, or do I put the name of my company, which produces it? I would like for it to pop up if anyone searches for either of our names in their podcast apps. Speaking of which, when you do search for something, where does the search happen in your name, your author name, general show description, or in the episodes? My question is, if I, in the show description, mention my other podcasts, when people then search for my podcast, will they then find my new one? I hope that makes sense. Um, So, and thanks in advance. So, the reason I bring this up is uh, we talked about this on the podcasters roundtable the other night. And basically it's almost coming to the point where you're like, I don't know that you want to rely on Apple search because what the answer to the question is, what do you put in the author name, your name? Now there are some people that have networks that if you want, you can put your, your, your network name in there. What you don't want to put in there at all is keywords. So like John could put John Buchanan, comma, audio editor, comma, producer, comma, podcast producer, comma, I don't know, social podcast me- listener. Podcast listener. No. John Buchanan is is the author name. And this goes for the the title of your podcast. So like for instance, mine used to be uh School of Podcasting. And then it said learn to podcast comma whatever, 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 comma, blah, blah, blah. And now it's just 
School of Podcasting is the name of the show. This one is now Ask the Podcast Coach. And so uh, what it searches is the name of your show, the author tag, and the name of your titles. It does not, to the best of my knowledge, search the description. And so I had seven shows on Thursday that, and here's the interesting thing, to the best of my knowledge, they didn't say, but it sure sounds like the way they're acting, they got zero, like no notice. And what was interesting is also on Thursday, and this has been solved, uh, in some cases, your podcast listing in Apple wouldn't show any of your episodes. So people are like, hey, I'm not in iTunes. And I would say, oh, it's a glitch. Apple's working on it. And they would go, no, no, I'm not in Apple podcast or iTunes. And and I would click on their link and it would just say, this show is not available in the U.S. So. Yikes. I had that happen on a couple shows. Now I know why. I was Now I know why. Okay. So. I, I get in trouble because I don't bow at the foot of iTunes and Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I get in trouble for this because I know they've done so much for podcasting and I get that. But now they're going the other way where they're becoming a, I, I just, how about telling us the rules, number one? Yeah. And how about just giving us a little warning? Hey, if you don't change your title in 14 days, we're going to remove you or just something. A tap on the shoulder, a little nudge. Well, here's the thing, and Emily brought up in the uh, chat room, the sales whisperer. This guy actually has Zig Ziglar. We always joke about that because Zig's been dead for like three years. The sales whisperer is a great example of just, he's just saying, go ahead. You want to kick me out? Here I am. Come get me. He's literally just saying, I dare you. You know, I, I got you. I got your keyword right here, Apple. It's amazing that this guy is still there. So I, I don't know how he is. I don't know what the criteria is, but if you want to see an example, at least right now, while he's still there, still there on October 6th, the sales whisperer is a pretty bad example of here's, here's how to get kicked out of Apple. But yeah, it is kind of interesting. But the, the problem is the sales whisperer is not listening to this show as is half. They're all listening to marketing shows because that's what they're into. I mean, I listen to a bunch of podcasts about podcasting because, well, that's what I'm into. And so if I was into marketing or crocheting or whatever, NASCAR, I'd be listening. And, and, you know, the turn left show all about podcasting is not talking about, hey, you better not have any keywords in your author or your title, you know, or here's another one. I'm pretty sure I had one that was kicked out because they were obviously explicit, like obviously explicit, and they were not marked explicit. I understand that. Yeah. So that one's kind of like, come on. Come on. Really. You can't yell. You can't. It's right there. It tells you <laughs> explicit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. But the fact that with the keywords and the titles, I mean, some of it was ridiculous. Some of it was marketers ruining everything because that's what they do. So <laughs> yes, they do. I just, like I said, they're always looking for that edge. They're always looking for that, you know, one upmanship thing. And I understand that. But now they're telling you, you can't. But then again, it's like, okay, now we need a directory where we can have these searches. And there's not one out there right now, unless uh, Google Podcasts will allow us to do some of this. Well, that's that's my thing. I thought, so what's going to happen now is because Daniel J. Lewis had a great point. You know, he had a show for the TV show Lost, or not Lost, uh, once. That was Cliff. Yeah. And so he couldn't really kind of put the name of the show in there, but he did as a tagline, you know, it was like, 
I forget the name. What was the name of a show? Once podcast. The, the once podcast. Yeah. And then it was like the unofficial blah, blah, blah. Um, SP. S- oh, yes. Yeah. Stargate pioneer has one for legends of shield and it's, it's the name of the show. And then it's an unofficial podcast of legends of shield, et cetera, et cetera. So those, those kind of taglines help. And if we're not allowed to have those, then search is going to really stink, which already it's not great. But and to their credit, when you're searching probably close to 600,000 shows now, it's hard to to find results, especially if you only show the top top meaning. I don't know what that means. 300 uh, results. So there are times when people go, look, I just typed in the name of my show. And it doesn't come up at all, but I know I'm there because if I search for my name, I'm there. And that's where you kind of go, welcome to Apple Podcasts. Congratulations. That's why you don't send people and say, find me in iTunes, because that's like one of the worst things you could say. Um, an example of somebody that got spammed, and I'm gonna, I'm not going to say their name here, but it was like, I'll just put my name in there. Let's say my author field. Remember, this is the author field, said Dave Jackson multifamily real estate investing, real estate investing, apartment investing, cash flow, buying apartment buildings, commercial real estate investing, learn to buy real estate, multifamily, but wait, there's more. Uh, Entrepreneur, expect expect advice similar to Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman, Entrepreneur on Fire, and Jim Cramer, but for real estate investors. Banhammer. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's obvious. But I had some this week that were not that obvious. One was like a camera show and it was something that wasn't super obvious. And then they were like photography, something, 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 something. And it wasn't like super spammy. It was, again, just kind of describing that. So you made a good point. So if if Apple search is not great now, partly because they've got such a huge database and partly because we're restricting how we can be found. Who does search really good? Hmm. hmm. And that's where I'm like, if I'm Google, I'm jumping all over this and, and making their app easy to find everybody, which it sounds kind of like they're, they're on the right track. The problem is they're finding stuff they're not supposed to find. When, uh, when the guy was on the new media show and he said they had 2 million podcasts in the app were like excuse me <laughs> we thought wow. yeah and they they said um because at the time we were saying five hundred fifty thousand titles in apple and what they're doing and people are not happy about this is google found all these rss feeds where people are doing security through obscurity where it's not really password protected but it's through a page that there's no link to Okay. And then people, and then Google would find it and go, okay, here, here's another RSS feed. It's a podcast, throw it in here. And people are like, Hey, Hey, people have to pay for that. And you're like, Oh, well maybe you should. Yeah. Oops. Sorry. Okay. So I had a million dollar idea the other day on she podcast, as I thought I did. Okay. And someone like Daniel J. Lewis or somebody that was way smarter than I am. If they decided one day to just make a, a new directory and call it, I don't know, podcast directory, and then had the whole directory like Apple Podcasts, but for to be in this directory, it costs you $60 per year, $60, $5 a month mm. for, the, for the price of a cup of coffee. And will you, your title will be searchable, your author will be searchable, your description could be searchable, and you could have five keywords. There you go. Would people do it? And podcasters would be like, 
yeah, you know what? That's I'm not paying for that. I'll go over here where they can't search for my podcast at all. Well, and it it made me flash way back because when I first started podcasting, there was no Apple iTunes. And so people had to use, and I don't expect people to use RSS feeds, but I, I think for me, I'm just going to, oh, and that brings up another question since this, this fits in very nicely, man, this was a great question uh, from Dan. It's time to butcher name Saturday. Um, I'm going to say the V is silent. Lefebvre? Ellie, it's F-E-B-V-R-E. Febre, probably silent B. Febre. Daniel says, almost every podcaster tells their audience to subscribe. He says, but I'm curious, as a listener, do you ever subscribe to a podcast because the the host asked you to? And I went, no, no, never have. And I went, wow, that's a really good point because we beg people like, hey, if you know, write and review me and blah, blah, blah. I could if you're not worth a, a, a review asking me to do it is not going to do it. And that one, I was like, that's a really good point, because if I don't like your show and you go, hey, if you go over to my website dot com slash subscribe. I'm like, yeah, not going to happen. And I was like, wow, that's a really good point. Because I, I just listened to a, a show where somebody said, it, there's an interesting Facebook group that's kind of anti-podcast expert. Like, podcast expert over there is a bad word. Like, oh, you're one of those gurus. And they said, doggone it, I use I use a microphone, and I know which one it was. You're right, this little lovely Blue Yeti. And I put it on a table and record multiple people and it's not, nobody's, you know, telling me anything about it. I'm like, yeah, because like when you go to a restaurant and people go, how was everything? And you're thinking in your head, awful. Uh, the, the waiter or waitress was rude. I had to wait forever for my food. And then when I got it, it was cold. And instead you look at the person at the register and you go, fine. And then you never come back. So right. it's like, how many people will talk, tell you that you have toilet paper stuck to your shoe? While you're walking around <laughs> a public area, only your really good friends will tell right. you, hey, you got some toilet paper stuck on your shoe. All right. No one will tell you this. They won't tell you when it's bad. And then if they did, you probably wouldn't believe them. But I I see that all the time. I mean, you get a and they say they send you this file and they say, can you make this sound better? And I went this. No. But if you get <laughs> a couple more mics, yeah. I can make you sound better. But this is hot garbage and there's not much I can do with this. It's going to sound like you're in a bus terminal. I, I mean, I understand that <laughs> bus terminal. What is the name of this? I, I don't know if you could say the name uh, yeah, of it, but I, it would be like run amok podcasting Facebook group. Like where we're just oh, going to run. It was a uh, underdog podcasting, oh. I think was the name of it. And it was actually, there were some really good questions in there and I tried not to go in and mansplain. Like somebody said, okay, doggone it for like, what's the difference between these microphones and why do I care? Then I'm like, okay, there's one dynamic. And what I said, the quick answer is don't buy a condenser, but here's what they do. And I even said, technically condenser microphones don't pick up more, but they have like, they pick up more bass and they pick up more treble. And just for me, the test I've done, I, I have a couple and I will set a dynamic so that when I'm talking, it's going up to minus 12 and I'll take a condenser, plug it into the same mixer and set it up. So when I talk into it, I'm at minus 12. And then I will basically not say a thing and turn on the dynamic. 
and I don't hear a whole lot of background noise. And then it will turn on the condenser and I hear a lot more condenser. I hear a lot more background noise. So I know in theory they don't, you know, technically they don't pick up more background noise, but in my test, they did at the same level. So um, maybe it's more whatever they call it, rear rejection or things like that. But so I explained that. And then somebody said, like, what is a mixer and why do I need one? So it's actually a really cool group because it's it's uh, it appears to be people that are just starting out. And I said, well, let's say you talk really, really loud and you have a co-host who talks like this. I go, well, you're going to have to boost them and you're going to have to cut you back. And that's where you you're mixing the audio levels so that the audio level coming out is nice and consistent. Because if your audience, while they're driving their car, has to keep grabbing the volume knob, for me, that's a deal breaker. You get one knob turn. And if I have to turn it twice, done. I eject. Same way. Yeah. All right, so, uh, knowing you, Dave Jackson, knowing you, the person that you are, you want to charge into this group and like help everyone because that's how you are. Yeah. Are you getting any pushback because you are an expert and they are not a fan of an expert? So far not. I guess uh, Emily's letting me know that the the two moderators are actually friends of mine, apparently. Oh. So I did not know that. Um, so I will. I just walked in and I was like, because the one was like, you know, who would even call themselves an expert? So I went over to dictionary.com and I'm like, here's what an expert is. Somebody who has knowledge of a specific topic. And I'm like. Is that really such a, a bad thing? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I, I guess I'm, I guess I'm a podcast expert. Shh, don't tell anybody. You know, so. Sure. All right. So, okay. So they're in there for advice from who? If they don't want it from an expert. Yeah. That was from another guy doing it wrong. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. So, but here's the other thing. On the other hand, the person that was recording with one microphone sounds like she's having a blast. And I was like, you know what? Do it. Keep doing that. Have a lot of fun. You could sound better if you wanted to, but you know, um, the other thing you have to be careful with, we just did some math before we started recording today. Uh, monthly stats don't mean squat. Cause if I say the school of podcasting gets 21,000 downloads, you're, you do the math in your head and you go, wait a minute, he does four episodes a month. That's 5,000 downloads an episode. Holy crap. Well, guess what? We did the math. Um, I think it was 51% of my downloads, if not a little more, are my back catalog, which is easy. I actually looked a show from 14 years ago, 2005, 13 years, um, gets eight downloads. I've had eight downloads in October of my very first episode. So now when you multiply that by whatever I'm at, 638, that adds up. So monthly downloads don't really mean squat because if I'm an advertiser and you say I get 21,000 downloads a month... Your ad isn't going into, you know, only whatever, 8,000 of that, maybe, uh, maybe 9,000 of that is going to actually have your ad. The other, you know, 12,000, 12, it's my back catalog. Your ad's not in that. So you have to quote the number, the the one that advertisers are usually interested in is the total number of downloads per episode after 30 days. So well, the other thing that podcasts are starting to do now is sell the audience of their social media. So in other words, yeah. if I have 12,000 people on Twitter, then we'll put your ad in my podcast, but then we'll also give you a tweet once a week, you know, using our social media. So then you sell to that audience too. And there's a lot of people that I follow on Twitter that I consider friends 
and I see them all the time, but I don't listen to their podcast because it's stuff that I'm not interested in. They're, they're gamers and they're comic book guys and stuff like that. It's just not my cup of tea. I mean, they have great podcasts. It's just not what I'm interested in. I follow them on social media. So I do see those ads. I don't know. It's a, it's just yeah. another way of, of looking at, you know, your total audience versus your podcast audience. And I'm going to give you a little spoiler alert. We talk about this on She Podcast, which comes out Monday. Ooh, look at you with the teaser, your big tease. Yeah, with uh, uh, that's October 8th. And we talk about this because I kind of disagree with the ladies where I say I look at downloads, not like everybody looks at downloads, like I don't obsess over it, but that's how I consider whether my podcast is growing by my downloads. Yeah. Because even if everybody comes in on social media, I still want them to listen to my podcast. And they say, well, no, that's not all you want. I'm like, it's not. And they're like, no. And I'm like, I think it is. So we kind of get into that little back and forth. But so for me, I think downloads will measure your audience, but that's not the only measure of your audience or your influence. So I don't know. It's just, it's something that I think that can help podcasters draw from. Yeah. I know Jess is all about that. Advertisers want to know how many people you have on Twitter and your, especially your email list and Facebook and Instagram and like Instagram. I'm on Instagram, but I really shouldn't be. It's, I think I have four posts and like one of them is a picture of my car in the snow. It's like, what? I'm like, you know, like somebody the other day said, go over to Instagram and slide up and DM me. And I went over to Instagram and I'm slide. I just felt so old. I felt like grandpa trying to play video games. I'm like, okay, I'm on the gram book. What's the face trigger snap? And I'm, I'm sliding on it. And I could not figure out how to DM this person. I was like, all right, I need to BM my Instagram people and I can't seem to, how do I do this? Yeah. But going back to the underdog podcast, Facebook group, first of all, the other thing that made me step back, I'm like, wait a minute, if people don't want to ask gurus, instead of, you know, like putting it on them, I go, wait a minute, maybe the gurus are answering the question. Like you said, the one guy that that snuck into the She Podcast group went in and started mansplaining. I really need to get a grasp on what mansplaining is. I, I don't quite, I you know, besides stupid things like, Hey, my car won't start. Is there any gas in it? You know what I mean? I mean, that's, you know, but there are flow chart that tells you, (laughs) did they ask you? No. Did you tell them anyhow? Yes. That's mansplaining. Uh, See, that's not fair because I I know because by default, men love to fix stuff. That's one of the Mm -hmm. hardest things I had to learn when I was in marriage counseling is my wife would go on these just rants about her job or whatever. And I'd be like, well, maybe you should talk to your manager. And, and the counselor's like, no, 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 don't say a thing. And I'm like, wait, what? She just, my wife is hurting. She's upset about this. They're like, yeah, just trust me. Just, just shut up, nod your head and go, oh, man, that must be frustrating. Yeah, just, just, and I'm like, really? And he goes, yeah, they don't want you to fix it. They just want you to listen. And I'm like, really? I was like, because in the man head, you're like, wait, you know, because if I go to a guy and I go, I don't know, man, I can't get the car to do this and that. The guy's going, oh, did you? Did you Jimmy the thing with the wooden go just try that? Hey, thanks. It's cool. And apparently all men talk like they're from New York or Jersey or whatever horrible, weird accent I just made up. That might have been Jersey. Uh, so for me, being part of the She Podcast, I struggle with that because I don't want to mansplain. But I but then, okay, so then you have to try to figure out, and you probably do this as a teacher, you have to figure out what level of knowledge they have so you can explain to them 
so they understand. I could talk to you about podcasting differently than I would talk to somebody brand new. So I have to try to ask, mostly ask questions and then try to answer. Ah. So that's the hardest part. Even guys, when you try to explain stuff to guys, you can talk way over their heads. And for me, that's, it's the hardest part because I have people, you, Daniel, Jay Lewis and all, you'll, they'll say something to me. And I'm like, all right, can you bring that down a few <laughs> levels? Because I'm not getting it. Well, I do a, a thing for, it's called the Northeast Ohio Podcasters Meetup. And it's fun on occasion where somebody will come in, they're brand new to podcasting and they'll talk like, how much storage do I need? I'm like, well, it depends on how long your podcast is going to be. And then how often you're going to podcast and then what bit rate you, you are going to go out. So if it's 64 mono, then it's then if it's 128, it's, and all of a sudden you just see them going, okay, I have no idea. What do you, the eyes glaze yeah. up. And I'm like, okay, so then you got to go back. And so you have a great point. That's, I think that's, it, it's a, a unintentional problem is we come in spewing bit rates and we need to go back to the paintbrush analogy or something to explain that, you know, bit rate is like putting more paint on your brush and the more paint on your brush, the better it's going to coat. And if you have more bit rates in your audio, then it's going to sound better because there's more sound, you know, it's a better reproduction of your whatever, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, so for me, I get that, but I don't, I don't, the stuff after the number I forget. So in other words, it's 44.1, whatever, and 16 bit, I think. And then 64, there's a K in there. That's how I do it. But I know it when I see it, but I can't remember it to tell people. Yeah. Ryan says, don't explain the, it depends part. Just ask them the questions and give them the answer. That is the other fun part of podcasting. There's so much stuff like, do I need a mixer? Depends. It depends. It's like, you know, what are you doing? And then how are you, how are you doing your podcast? Yeah. Because I think a lot of people now can go, instead of using a mixer, go with an, uh, See, now I can't think of it. Uh, the, the, uh, I'm trying, we're, I did it to you now. It's this. You want one of these. <laughs> you want one of these. You want the a, Focusrite. what is that? This is a Focusrite Scarlet 2i2. But it is an audio interface. Thank you. There well, we go. Tell me what is one. <laughs> I need a winner. Where's my soundboard? I need the winner's ballot. See, I, I, see, this is why I can't be a podcast consultant because I'm like, the thing, I just did the thing with the thing that you put in the thing. That's it. You know, right. yeah, that always works. Uh, well, speaking about uh, the thing of the thing of the thing and, and, and a safe place where people can hang out, uh, that would be our awesome, fun-filled, uh, awesome supporters. And being that it's the first of the month, we ha- uh, we thank all of them. Now, here's the fun thing. And this is why I think everybody, when you start out podcasting, should edit your own show at least once and then give it to John. Because... When I do this section, and I'm going to do my best. Now, you you hear me saying, don't do this. I say, um, like nobody's business when I do this segment. I don't know why. I think because I don't know the next slide coming up because I've, I have I could if I wanted to. I have, well, here, I only do this behind the scenes. Somewhere in PowerPoint, I have a slide that shows me what the next slide. I can't find it. It's, it's the whole teacher version, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so I'm going to try not to um myself to death. So it takes me 20 minutes to edit this section of the podcast. So Josh Liston from on the bubble podcast.com, Greg from debt where he teaches financial wellness, Jonathan Bloom, 
Uh, be great today. It's weekly inspiration. Find it at weeklyawesome.com. Glenn, the geek Hebert, who will be on a future episode of the school of podcasting, all about starting a podcast network. You can find him at horseradionetwork.com. Josh rivers from podcasting experiments.com. Max Trescott from aviation news talk.com. Shane from spybrary.com. Uh, military money movement. You can find that at mill as an M I L money movement.com slash podcast. Uh, my buddy Ronsley over at amplify media group, find him at must amplify.com. And then our $10 patrons, we have Jeffrey Hallish from Podnuts. Find that at P-O-D-N-U-T-Z. Nick Suberling uh, from CincinnatiSoccerTalk.com. Sean Park from BeYourOwnNerd.com. Barry Kessler from BarryKessler.com. I did just catch myself once. Matthew (laughs) does a Scottish podcast. Illiquity from TravelGlutenFree.com. Corey Finneran from IVNV.com. Jay Cleveland Payne from jclevelandpain.net. Jason E. Curtis from CUATX.com. Jeremy Dennis from TransmissionsPodcast.com. Jim Coulson. Have you ever heard of that guy, uh, John? Yes. Okay. From uh, the average guy dot TV. Uh, there's one Joe Salsi from stacking Benjamins.com. Joe Taylor from on face edge.com. Kim slusher from distracted life.com. Michael Ray. Thank you so much, buddy. And our, did I skip a page there? I did wait it go backwards. Hold on. We did that page. Okay, uh, Master Cauldron from cauldronscrypt.com. Rob Griffiths from, you can basically find his stuff at bedtime.fm. If you add a slash story time or slash peace out, you'll find his show. Troy Heinrichs from the blacklistexposed.com. Carrie Bond, Bond, Carrie Bond from bondfirestudio.com. Matthew from scottishpodcast.com. I think he just got two shout outs now. I'll have to check that. That or we have two Scottish podcasters. Uh, Michael Delaney, Delaney, easy for me to say. Now, the show is called Caregivers for Dementia. Uh, you can find him at babymountainradio.com. He's a new uh, patron. So, Michael, thank you so much. Chris Hollifield, another new one. I am saltlake.com. What's cool is Chris actually has a billboard out that says I am saltlake.com. I saw that. Uh, Ed Ryan, Ed Ryan from radio or podcasting for radio dummies.com. Just listening to that this morning. Ross brand from live streaming universe.com. Ryan P Jackson from my perfect podcast.com. Next page, page two, Adam Higgins from odd dad out at odd dad out podcast.com. Anthony over at route 66 podcast. If you're thinking of Doing the old travel down Route 66. It's a really good podcast. The Audio Dice Network at audiodice.audiodice.net. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> Barb at anchor.fm slash Barb T USA. Sean at clarinet.com. That's all about the clarinet. Uh, Creepy Kingdom at you guessed it, creepykingdom.com. David Wilson from Ottawa Works. Diane Lane. You know, I got to tell you, I I might have to do her next week. That sounds weird. I might have to mention her podcast next week because I think she sent it to me. Uh, Emily Prokop from thestorybehindpodcast.com. If you haven't bought the book yet, you got to get it. I watched Emily's uh, boxing, unboxing of her book. It was awesome. So congratulations on that. It comes out very, very soon. I think it's next week. Uh, Garrett Godfrey from utrmedia.org. That's a new one. He, this is, uh, he used to do the, Mr. Robot podcast. And now he's kind of rebranded that to utrmedia.org. Gary and Margaret over at beekeepingpodcast.com. Craig 
from Inglaeus Podcast, um, the International Latin Podcast Awards at latinpodcastawards.com. Jason Griffin from tvtimes3.com, and that is T-H-R-E-E.com. Jay Poole from Pots, okay, I got to get this right, potstirrerpodcast.com. Lucas from triangletactical.net. Mike Moody, uh, this is another new one. You can find it at lowcutpod.com. It's a podcast about the art of podcasting. I was checking that out last night. At least as of October 6th, there's nothing there yet. But hey, when you listen to this, there might be. So check it out at lowcutpod.com. Paul at fightingthroughpodcast.co.uk. Patrick Keller at big, oh, I'm going to blow that one. Big seance podcast.com. Brandon over at seahawkerspodcast.com. Sean at slept in. It's basically it's government class, but if you just go to sleptinclass.com. Steve Sleeper, the one and only Steve from earn.show. Wayne Henderson, the voice of the Packers fan podcast. You can find him at mediavoiceovers.com. And last but not least, Chris and Brandon from Florida Focus Podcast.libson. Dot com. So if you would like to be an awesome supporter, please go out to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. It is all deeply, deeply appreciated. And the other thing, because we have uh, we have a fair number of people on there, as long as we stay above 300, we do a live Q&A for just patrons. So that means, Dave, does that mean you could sign up for a buck and have an hour of open Q&A consulting with Dave Jackson? Yes, it does. So. Ask the podcastcoach.com slash awesome. I need oxygen when we're, when we're done with that, I think. Okay, well, so I was looking at what you said, and you said you looked for Mike Mooney's podcast, and it wasn't there yet. But the funny thing is, I because now I'm tuned into this, it says, Mike, the podcast is low cut, colon, a podcast about blah, you know, whatever. Could he have been taken down? He's, I, if somebody asked me, should I do that? I would go, not right now. Yeah. Oh, not now. I would not. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I was like, that might get taken down. Yeah. Is there a pod? Does he have a podcast up yet? It's low cut pod, right? Low cut. It said low cut colon a podcast. I- that's that's what he told me to do it. Yeah. He's not in Apple podcast yet. Let me, uh, in case, ooh, let's get our geek on, shall we? This is sure. fun. Uh, if you've ever clicked on an RSS feed and you go, hey, um, my RSS feed is broke because when I clicked on it, I got a face full of code, which if you're watching the video right now, we have a face full of code and this is what an RSS feed is. Yay. And in here is a title and his is low cut colon the art of podcasting. Now see to me, this is where, and this is a great example to me. That's kind of not keyword stuffing. He's explaining what, cause to me, when I hear low cut, I'm thinking it's a it's a show about cleavage or lawn maintenance or lawn maintenance. And so he kind of needs that. And if it was me, I would just call it the art of podcasting because I don't even quite understand how low cut ties into that. No, I have no idea. I'm I'm personally mean a lot. That's, you know, you, you, but then again, I, Listen, I had a podcast called the Brand X Podcast. And I mean, you can't get more basic in not knowing what the podcast is about by that title. So I, I can't speak to the, this. See, I would think that show's about marketing. Right. And it and if you click on, you'll be shocked. <laughs> it was not about marketing. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, well, tell us about, um, you're on Hate to Wait 
Tell us about that podcast. So when two podcasters have a similar thing that they're going through, a similar interest, what do we do? We start a podcast. So Emily Prokop, who is a friend of mine and a podcasting mentor, she is fabulous. She started intermittent fasting and then we started talking about it and I was trying to lose weight. And then we said, we should start a podcast. And then what we did was we decided to start a podcast, not to tell everybody how to how to lose weight, but the support you need when you're trying to lose weight. It's different when you have a lot of weight to lose than if you're trying to get the last 10 pounds off so you look better in your bikini. Uh, so we're in there and we're going through the struggles of what it takes to stay on plan. Now, let's see, We've episode 24 is coming out Monday. And right now I'm down 32 pounds in 24 weeks. Now, I know myself, this has been a struggle because you keep starting and stopping and you get frustrated. But I know that I have to come back and podcast and tell them I have to step on that scale and, and tell people. So it has kept me motivated and also made me think about podcasting. Like when I first started podcasting, I didn't just become a, a podcaster and everything worked out. There's a lot of failure yeah. and there's a lot of testing. And this is the same thing. So we're just going through it. We're having a lot of fun. We have a secret, not a secret. We have a, a private Facebook group. Uh, hate to wait.com slash Facebook you can go to and, and come in and just, it's a safe zone where you can talk about, Ugh, I did this or Ugh, I did that. And then you're in there. I'm in there. Is, yeah. And, yeah. and it, I, it, I attribute you guys partly to my success because it is, it's like a support group and this is what podcasting does. It, it gives you a community. And I was very happy because I stepped on the scale today. And for the first time in a long time, I am now under 215. I could not get under the two. I thought I was hitting a plateau and I stepped on it today. I was 214.4. And I was go. like, there we go. So, um, but I feel like, like I'm in it, like almost like we're, what is it? It's a support group. And I'm like, right. hey, hey, John's being consistent. He's lost weight like the last three episodes, you know, because when you guys do the weigh in, I look at my phone and go, if I had to weigh in right now, I am not down. OK, I would be, you know, so um, it's one weekend I had a friend come over and I didn't diet at all. And I we went and had cheesesteaks and pizza and all that. And I had to come in the next week and tell everybody I gained 10 pounds. Wow. So that was tough. right. But if you're in our Facebook group, we have Winning Wednesdays. And if you tell us what you win, you get one of these. There we go. There you go. And we just, as of right now, can you hit that one more time for me, John? We would like to welcome a new $5 patron to the group. One Kyle Bondo from Merchants of Dirt. And I know he does Gaggle Podcast. That's his, his uh, oh, um, Pod Fader. He does a show called Pod Fader about how to keep podcasting because a lot of people can start one. It's another thing to keep one going. So check him out. I believe it's podfader.com. I know it's GagglePod is his kind of podcast consulting thing that he does. I just love Merchants of Dirt. I think it's like the coolest. And that's all about um, bike racing and that and the whole not so much like how to bike racing, but how to run a race. It's like the behind the scenes of how to organize and run that. So. He's a great guy. So, yes. Uh, anyway, so, John, you mentioned that podcasts sometimes fail. Any any failures you want to share that it can you can politely throw yourself under the bus just a little bit? Well, okay. The first podcast that I started was a podcast about reversing obesity. That lasted 
30 something episodes. And then I couldn't come on air and fail anymore by myself. <laughs> then I stopped that. And then I started a comedy podcast with Jessica Kupferman. And then it started to get political and it was tough to do. Ah. And it's even worse. So that one went by the wayside. And uh, I went over to your favorite place, Anchor, and started playing around with that. So there's like four or five podcasts over there with like two or three episodes on it. So, but I don't consider them failures. I just consider them testing. We're testing things. There you go. Speaking of testing, I was all excited because I'm not using in the past. I was using a PreSonus uh, USB interface cool uh, mixer. It was the, it's the AR 12 It's still sitting here getting rather dusty. I need to sell this thing. And I always thought that somehow it was the pre-sonus. Um, boy, we are just horrible with the English language today on a PC, the driver. I thought it was the driver for the mixer that anytime I ever try to use be live.tv, all of a sudden I'd be talking and huh, I would just freeze up. And I was like, Hey, I'm not using the pre-sonus anymore. I'm using a, a sound devices mix pre six. I bet be live TV works up. So I just happened to go to the uh, school of podcasting Facebook group. And I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm bored. I need a tester. And who jumps in John Buchanan. And I was like, Hey, this is working great. And then all of a sudden in the middle. And <laughs> I was like, I was talking to myself. Yeah. I was and, like, Where did you go? So one of the best things you can do when you're doing anything with new technology or whatever is maybe not do it in front of an audience first, which we were very close. If we had not gone another five minutes, I would be probably frozen right now and talking with a weird echo and all sorts of stuff. So we've determined it wasn't the presonus. Uh, and I think it's basically something on obviously this computer. So uh, for whatever reason, I can't use BeLive.tv at this point. Don't know why. Don't have time to troubleshoot it, which is why we're on Hangouts and Hangouts works. So uh, have you ever had anything that's just... What what's your biggest technical like? Ooh, ah, ooh. Oh my goodness! I remember one time. <laughs> oh, I can't even believe I'm going to talk about this. So we used to do the Brand X podcast in Facebook Live, and we used to have twenty, thirty people show up and watch it. And one time, I sang a song, and I had the music so everybody in the studio could hear it, but the music didn't go into Facebook Live. Hmm. So I sang, I think, ACDC <laughs> acapella, right which dogs and cats were crying. <laughs> it was, I can't sing a lick as it is. Well, and then throw I, on top ACDC, not the easiest thing to, to sing. I, I, I was doing my ACDC voice, which was horrible. Fire! Yeah. Fire! Yeah. I was doing that, and I did the whole song, and afterwards I looked, I looked in the chat, and they went, no music, and I could feel the blood <laughs> running out of my face. I thought I was going to pass out. Yeah. Uh, testing, testing. Can you hear this music? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I fail horribly in public all the time. I think one of my favorite fails for me is this was back in my 20s. I had learned a software that you could make tutorials for. Uh, you would basically put it on a CD and you put it in your computer and it would launch like some sort of little tutorial thing. And so I had graduated from college for the the first time and I made this, what I ended up calling it was a digital resume and you would put it in and it would launch this little program. It's like meet Dave Jackson. He's blah, blah, blah. He graduated from Stark state, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Editor of the student newsletter, yada, yada, yada. And it was like, uh, now let's take a quiz. Um, 
what is the next step you should do in regards to Dave Jackson? A, call and schedule an interview. B, call and schedule an interview. Or C, call and schedule an interview. So I do this and I was like, wow, that was really cool. And it actually did help me get hired. But it was like, you should like sell these things. This was how hard was it to make? And I'm like, actually, it's really easy. I just have the software and you put it in and blah. So I, I bought uh, digitalresume.cc for some reason. Apparently, digitalresume.com wasn't available. This was, again, way early in the days of Dave and the Internet. Didn't do any kind of Google search. And then after I built the website, had everything up, got my PayPal buttons, everything's, I'm ready to make my millions. I found the idea. Digital resumes are going to make me rich. And then I actually did a Google search and went, oh, wow, people are actually already doing these. And wow, they're so much better than mine. And in some cases, cheaper than what I want. And I went, oh, this is why I'm probably not going to sell any. So a little market research, not a bad idea which is, uh, I was, I'm working, I'm speaking in Australia in about a week or so. And one of the, um, I'm doing a thing on the top 10, uh, mistakes that podcasters make. And that's one of them. And there are, I believe seven shows named outside the box. And I'm like, I I find that somewhat ironic that people who want to think outside the box yet, they did not think outside the box when it came to (laughs) naming the show. I think there's probably one out there outside the box on fire. That's it. Oh, there's, That's- there was a guy, I, I wish I would have written it down, but it was something on fire. And I went to his website. He only, you could only subscribe in Apple podcasts. There was no, no Google thing. And I went and listened to it and he actually was like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm high energy bill and I'm going to talk with lots of high energy. And today, are you, and he actually said, are you ready to ignite? And I'm like, wait a minute. That's kind of like, let's get ready to rumble. I'm like, that's kind of like that guy's thing. Like, you know, but it, he said something like, are you ready to ignite about whatever's topic was? So let's say it's the, you know, uh, Bluetooth speaker podcast. Are you ready to ignite about Bluetooth speakers? And I was like, Really? Because that were not like, really? Wow. So yeah, that, that's, that's not, it's one thing to be inspired. I, uh, yeah, but it's another thing to just blatantly rip off. And I was like, yeah. So yeah. I think the one time I went in and I just typed in, in the search on fire and just watched how many podcast titles were on fire. It's amazing. Yeah. The, um, Steve Stewart and I used to have a list. Let me see if I can find it here real quick, because it was just amazing that you, you're like, you, you got to be kidding me that it just, here's another one. And then he'd be like two days later, here's another one. Here's another one. And it just kept going. And it was, you know, pastors on fire and lawyers on fire and library. Everybody was on fire. And I was like, do you really think that that's going to be, but, uh, I know I have it somewhere because we used to have a spreadsheet, but there are a ton. And I just don't think that's going to, to work basically in a, in a nutshell, it might get you, I mean, let's think about it. If I, if I, well, there's a band right now, um, Greta Van Fleet, uh, out of Detroit. And if you listen to them, holy cow, do they sound like Led Zeppelin? I mean, the guy, I'm sorry, but like, Robert Plant kind of has like, what do you call it? A, not a copyright starts with a T trademark. You have a trademark. He's trademarked the word mama in rock and roll. Like if you're going, ah, mama, 
ah, that's, I'm sorry. That's Robert Plant's kind of got, he's cornered the market on that. And this guy does that. And he's got Robert Plant and even Robert Plant said, yeah, there's some guy that's, I really like the way he sounds because, uh, yeah, it's like that guy's doing me. And it's weird because I'll be interested to see, because their first album did, from what I understand, pretty good, which is weird because Paul McCartney came out with a new album. His last number one album, this tells you what the music industry is like. His last number one album was like 15 years ago. He had 5 million downloads the first week, 5 million sales the first week. His new album just came out, number one, 135,000 sales versus Ooh. 5 million. So it doesn't wow. take much to get to be number one. So Greta Van Fleet actually got fairly popular because everybody went, wow, they sound like Zeppelin. And I'm like, yeah, but they're not, they're not really, they kind of sound like, but eh. you know, so their second album I think is now out. I'll be interested to see now that the novelty of like, Hey, wow, those guys sound a lot like Zeppelin. Do they, do they bring the goods as well? So we'll be, that'll be fun to uh, watch. Cause I know a lot of people, it's like I say, it's, it's one thing to be inspired. It's another thing to blatantly rip off. Otherwise everybody in the sixties would have grown their hair and put on some boots and some suits and been the Beatles, I guess. So it'll that's be, true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, see, I want to call him gaggle pod. Um, God, what is it with names today? I see it. This happened to me last Merchants night when I couldn't remember Jim Collins' name and now I gave it to you. You did. I, I know Merchants of Dirt. He's got a beard. I can see his face. Yep, I, I gave it to yeah. you. Yeah, uh, he said that's it. He says I love the uh, Led Greta Van Zeppelin. <laughs> they cloned Robert Plant. They did, absolutely. So, well, um, you already gave us a tease of uh, of uh, she podcast. Anything else uh, coming up in in your neck of the woods that we should know about? Not really. Uh, just the hate the wait that we're doing. I also do a podcast with Jessica Kufferman, Melissa Brilliant. I'm the I, I record it with them and I do the editing, but I'm also on the show and it's called Brilliant Observations. Uh, we have a lot of fun there. Nice. Uh, so, yes. It's Kyle Bondo. Thank you, Kyle. I'm like, I can never. <laughs> and he's even got a cool last name because every time I hear the word Bondo, I think of our 1974 Dodge Duster that I'm not making this up was easily 80% Bondo. For those of us that remember Bondo. Um, or I used to call Fender in a can. <laughs> that was it. Literally, the, the car, every Fender was just nothing but Bondo. It was exactly. awesome. Well, on the School of Podcasting, come out on Monday, I interview Paul Culligan. You are going to want to hear this interview because he's talking about people that are, you know, everybody's like, oh, forget podcasting. Facebook Live is, is the future. And at least right now, it is so not, and he's got the stats to back it up. I can't wait to hear. I'm actually interviewing him later on today, and we talked over the phone, and what he shared with me, I was like, it just amazing. Like, not only does podcast win, it just, like, trounces the other one. So that's coming up on the uh, School of Podcasting. We are here every Saturday morning. John, thank you so much for uh, coming on. If you want John to edit your show, check him out over at audioeditingsolutions.com. And um, we're here every Saturday. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. I will be here next week, the 13th. We are probably not having a show on the 20th because I'll be on Australia. Roy, crikey. Uh, but we'll talk more about that next week. Thanks to the uh, chat room 
uh, again out at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And John, I'm just running out of things to say. I have 15 more seconds. I'm just going to fade up the music and dance. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world one download at a time.